From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord, publishers and ministries here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. What a joy it is today to welcome you to our broadcast, and I trust you'll spend some time with us here today. We're down to Friday and looking forward to the message, the second portion of the message that I started yesterday, entitled, There's Still Water in the Well. And I think it's a message that'll be a help to you. I want to remind you, though, that I'm going to be this weekend on Sunday only at the Community Baptist Church in Slidell, Louisiana. Slidell is just east of New Orleans, about 30 minutes. And for those of you who live in the greater New Orleans area, I hope that you'll plan to join us at Community Baptist Church on Sunday. It'll be a delight to have you with us. Now, we're going to get right to the message now, and I trust it will be a help and a blessing to you. This is part two of my message entitled, There's Still Water in the Well. There's a second thing. Ordinary human need, just regular human need, all of this stuff that's going out creates huge opportunity for us. Oh, I know Hollywood puffs it all up and they make it to appear. Why, you just go and do all this stuff and man, you're going to be happy. I mean, they are lying through their teeth. Yes, ben and I were talking just a day or two ago about, uh, in fact, we were driving down the street and she saw a sign in front of a place advertising the happy hour. We got to talking about the happy hour. I said, happy hour, my foot. Happy day. Oh, happy day that fixed my choice. I'm not looking for a happy hour. The fact of the matter is people who hang out in venues like that, they're not happy people. And if they do the things that are done in those places at those events, they're sure not going to be happy. It's going to produce tremendous problems. I'm telling you out across our land with all of these crazy things that are happening, opportunity stands in front of us in uh, unprecedented fashion. Because when people go and do all of these crazy things, there will come a day with every last one of them where they're going to be broke or broken or so badly bent that they don't know what in the world to do with themselves. And that's where you and I should be standing waiting for the day when they're willing to listen. Fact is, there are Samaritans everywhere. The least, the lost, the lonely. I mean, they're, they're out there everywhere. There's always somebody needing water. Always somebody who's needing to come to the well. I, I think about this well digging business. And well digging, I mean, it, it is a job to dig a well. And especially the way they had to do it. It is a job to dig a well. In fact, uh, you could write one word around that. It's work. But more than a thousand years before Jacob had dug that well, the labor of a past generation met the need that day. You know, I fly a lot, almost every week, <clears throat> once, twice, three times I get on an airplane to go someplace. I'm glad every time I go to that Nashville airport, I don't have to invent an airplane. Somebody beat me to that more than a hundred years ago. So uh, I can just go to the airport and the labors of a generation past, I can get on the airplane. I'm glad when I, when I got ready to leave the hotel tonight, I'm glad I didn't have to go out to the parking lot and say, okay, now before we go to the church, uh, let's, let's invent a car. Somebody beat me to that, what, 125 years ago. I'm glad that I didn't have to go out and say, now I need to, 
get a few wheels and a carburetor or fuel injectors or whatever goes into the things now, some computerized stuff. I'm glad I didn't have to do that. I mean, there's a car sitting there. I can get in it and, and ride because somebody did something back there. I'm glad, Brother Bobby, that a few years back, you and some of the folks here thought about building this auditorium. I mean, I mean, just suppose we'd have showed up here for the meeting tonight and I, had, and I stand out there on the parking lot. He and I were standing out there saying, I wonder where the air conditioners are going to be and let, let's, let's see who can get some air conditioners for us tonight. And oh, by the way, we're going to need several loads of brick. I mean, we're going to have to build a building before we can have service. That wouldn't have worked out too good. Now, I'm glad we don't have to invent that stuff every time we want to do something, Amen. Somebody five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, somebody was doing something that is a blessing to us tonight. Labors, the investments of yesterday assure an inheritance for future generations. Sometimes we lose sight of the fact of how important it is that we do what we do while we are here to do it. I'm glad every time I want to drink a water, I don't have to dig a well. Somebody has already got the spigot there. Somebody's already provided the water. Let me tell you what we will have to do. You and I may not have to invent everything, and we may not have to dig a well every time we want water. But in our generation, we will have to work to keep the well clean. And the reason that we'll have to work to keep it clean is there's always somebody trying to trash the well. Some thoughtless person trying to to trash the well or some person with uh, just meanness in them that saying, ah, I'll fix that well so they can't use it. Some person who is operating under the unction of the devil trying to trash the well. The fact is you and I will have to work to keep people from trashing the well and uh, to be sure that when our little ones want water, we can draw it out of the well. When our family needs water, we can draw it out of the well. Betty and I were driving down the street. I was driving. She's sitting on the passenger side. We pulled up to a red light, and the two cars in front of us already stopped at the light, and the one immediately in front of us was one of these souped-up kind of deals, and it was sitting there kind of shaking like this, and you could hear the going on in the car. <laughs> Betty and I just sitting there waiting for the light to change, and lo and behold, I see the guy, the driver. He opened his door, and just set a beer can right down on the blacktop, right on a public street. Before I knew what I was doing, there was just something in me, an impulse. I lowered my window. With the other hand, I beat my horn three or four times, and when he looked up in the mirror, and uh, in fact, I, uh, he looked in the mirror first, and then he turned around and kind of looked out because he had his window down, and I just opened the door, and I, and I, said, I said, pick it up. He picked it up. It's my town. I'm not a policeman, but it's my town. Somebody wanting to trash the town, I said, hey, dude, pick it up. Somewhere, somebody has to say, don't trash the well. Now, the Lord warned us about some of this. You look through the New Testament, he specifically tells us there will be false Christ. False Christ. People claiming to be Christ who are not Christ at all. He told us there would be false prophets. Folks claiming 
to be prophets or preachers who are not prophets or preachers at all. They're, they're telling something that's not so. And so they are false prophets. Same Bible says there would be false apostles. I think those are folks who have some religious position who think they're a big shot and they tag a title on it and try to make everybody think they are something. But the Lord said there would be false Christ, false apostles, false prophets, and false teachers. False teachers, even false brethren. Folks who profess to be Christians who are not saved at all. Not everybody who says they are a Christian is a Christian. The Lord warned us that that would be true. The Bible goes on to talk about false witness and false way and false balance, etc. Now, I mentioned pointedly the false Christ, the false apostles, the false prophets, the false teachers, and the false brethren, because I'm telling you, out of that crowd, you've got some folks who are going to attempt to trash the well. They're going to come on preaching all kinds of stuff. They're going to come on saying, hey, you know, May 21st is going to be the rapture. And that's already after a couple of other failed things that he had said that didn't get quite as much notoriety, but he'd already pulled that stunt a couple of times. He's still vowing and declaring that the end of the world's coming October 21st. Now look, I don't know when the end of the world's coming. I don't know when the rapture's coming. Neither does he. Or anybody else that's on TV or that's not on TV, they don't know what the day is or the hour. It could be at any time. But when people come doing those kinds of things, they're attempting to trash the well. I've had, I mean, people on airplanes, people in restaurants walking up to me and saying, what's this deal about the end of the world? Just bug-eyed. Fact of the matter is, the rapture may come before we get to 8 o'clock. I don't know. If it does, let me tell you what's going to happen. We're all not going to worry about that luggage we got stuck over at the hotel. If the rapture comes, you and I are just going to get out of here and we won't have to worry about the doors and the windows to do it. Because the Lord's going to suspend some gravitational things and other matters to get us out of here. And if the rapture comes, you know, before 8 or before midnight or before tomorrow or whatever, well, uh, hey, it's what we've been waiting for, Amen. The fact is, we have people preaching every kind of a thing under the sun about salvation, people doing all kinds of crazy things about church, what church is, what it isn't, all, I mean, just over and over again, people with all kinds of heretical doctrines of one kind or another. I, I mean, I'm, I am absolutely amazed at all of this stuff, some of which, I mean, we, I thought we whipped those battles years ago. And here they come again. Now, somewhere along the way, you and I have to decide if the well is worth defending. Well, I got somebody in my church who, I mean, they, they're a three-pointer or something. Well, I tell you what, somebody else ought to get some horns, amen. Somebody else ought to get some points, you know. Now, what, what the truth of the matter is, the well, somebody else, somebody else dug the well, somebody else got things rolling. Somebody else put all this together for us. And if you and I are not careful in our generation, on our watch, somebody will trash the well so that nobody can use it. 
And when you look at that well, almost 100 feet deep, there's water down there. Somebody's going to have to get a bucket and a rope to access it. You look off down in there, you say, hey, there's water, it's pure, but somebody's got to draw it up. There are people all over the place who are starving in America and around the world. They're starving for the water of life, and nobody's gotten it to them. We, we help the folks who want to go across the oceans and other places. We do that through our missions programs, and we run our bus routes all over town, and we send our soul winners all over town. You say, what are we doing? We're putting a bucket down in the well. We're drawing it up. We're getting a rope to, to drop the well. I mean, somebody, I mean it, it costs money to buy ropes. It costs money to buy buckets. And somebody, somebody has to man those wells. The preacher can't run all the bus routes. The preacher can't do everything. Somebody, somebody has to help to get the water out of the well. By the way, you can't live without that water. Can't live without it. And I just want you to know tonight, there's, there's still water in God's well. Well, friends, we'll have to interrupt the message right there, but come Monday, we'll hear the third portion of it. That message entitled, There's Still Water in the Well, I think is one that speaks to my heart and I trust to yours as well. Now, if you'd like to have a sample copy of our newspaper, The Sword of the Lord, I think it'll be a help to you and I'd like to send it along free of charge. So write me a note today and I'll get it out to you immediately. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, Sunday's coming, and I trust that you'll be in the Lord's house on the Lord's day, and we'll get together here again on Monday, and I trust you'll join me then. God bless you. Have a good day and a great weekend, and goodbye for now.